0: This is part two of a
1: three part podcast.
0: Hi, this is Mark. Sometimes talking to a friend or family member about permaculture can be met with a blank stare if it's all new to them. A great way to explain some of it can be over a card game using permaculture playing cards, which each have interesting facts with quality illustrations and descriptions. A wide range of people, places, and things, all related to permaculture, can be found on the Permaculture Playing Cards at richsoil.com forward slash cards.
1: All right. All right, hey let's look at your list i i've uh, started with my list but what have you got on your list that you want to talk about in this podcast for the bootcamp
2: okay well i'll just double back to what i said that better success the more podcasts it's like it's not like have an expectation of what you're getting into and i know you're an exception to the rule mags <laughs> <laughs> you're i mean you've you've done great here and
3: I think my point with that is that i've seen a couple people who've we're like all over permies, all over the podcast. And I've seen one of them really struggle um, being here, um, thinking that it was going to be a certain way and then being disappointed when it wasn't the way that they imagined. And also just because so- someone is familiar with this information doesn't mean that they're going to stick around for a long time. It will probably be a really good fit, but it's the stick factor that i think um the that that doesn't really indicate all
2: right well um i've i've noticed people who come with a lack of understanding of what the systems are here um just get kind of disillusioned with how much like correction is needed in their normal way of doing things. Rather than, I rather than
1: correction, I think it's
2: guidance.
0: Yeah.
1: Guidance. I, agree. guidance. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't believe like for example I I see Dez providing mm. guidance. Yes. And then his the way that he does it is really 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 gentle and quiet. Yes. Cuz he's a gentle quiet guy. I don't see... Because correction makes me think of nuns with rulers. (laughs) Or, yeah. It's
3: also (laughs) implying that whatever someone else is doing is wrong. And that's not the case. It's just we're guiding you into understanding and being a part of the system that we currently have.
1: Yeah. And we got to this system due to experience Mm -hmm. and comedy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that guidance in... Cohesion like cohering with what is um, like going on here with the systems the uh, the rules that we have it, it um I think that that takes adjustment whether or not you've um, listened to all the podcasts. Yeah. but it's gonna be easier, I think if you have a baseline. Yeah. I think I'd been here one week mm-hmm. like like in this building
1: uh, for one week like I'd moved here. Uh, I was kind of still living out of a couple boxes maybe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there were a bunch of people who came out. But they just wanted to come out and be part of this. And I kind of felt like, well, there's not anything to see yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Still kind of trying to figure out what we want to do, mm-hmm. but they came out yeah. and, and there was one guy mm-hmm. who, um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's listening to podcasts or not, but basically the whole concept of the willow feeder. He told me how wrong it was because it was not the Jenkins humanure system, and that that's the only thing that you do is and it's and I tried to explain to him how of the many approaches, including Jenkins's system, and what and I'm trying to come up with something that's like better than all of them, and and it's like and, and his position was like he couldn't hear that that was a cognitive dissonance kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and and he re-emphasized that the only way to do anything in that space Mm -hmm. is so i think we've seen a little bit of uh, perhaps cognitive dissonance of that sort where it's like they've got something fixed in their head of this is the way it must be Mm -hmm. and the fact that here's like 11 people all doing it a way that they like this you know I, there's got to be a word for this. A person showing up and being like, well, "Now yeah. that I'm here, this is the way it's going it's to be." So
2: it's so easy, and I think we all do it when we have something in our head. It's like, "Oh, I know this thing." It's like I've, you know, I've learned so much. Like I, I, I know it works. I've seen it, even if you know I haven't like put it into practice myself. Well, this this guy on YouTube is doing it. it's great. They want to share that when they see something that could, you know, like be be another way of doing it's like oh but have you have you done like look at look at this other way it's like that is you know that is uh good that's you know welcome but you know not on your first week don't start suggesting changes to to, how we do things here
1: i think it's good to talk about changes mostly at like lunch and stuff like that um but uh but a lot of people are like no everybody stop everybody 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 today is my first day And I see you're doing it all wrong. I need you to stop. And I'm going to tell you about a YouTube video I saw three years ago. Okay? Everybody stop. Look at me. Look. Look. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, now I'm going to tell you about this video I saw three years ago. And this is the way you're going to do it. You're going to tear down all this shit that you've done. And you're going to do it. So, And it it sounds silly when I'm saying it like this. But there's really kind of a lot of
2: that there's a little bit of that in all of us, mm-hmm. I think sure and and the willow feeder thing is a great example if you have no familiarity with that system, it can be jarring. it's like what what what's going on here like how does what do we do like really like I've never seen heard of this before.
1: Go with the flow yeah. for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and at meals, mm-hmm. it's a great time to bring up that yeah. video, but maybe not stop the whole boot camp in its tracks there <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
3: you go. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that it's really comes from a lack of understanding. Um, you know, you get to a place with other people who share similar values and have similar knowledge and you want to like, you know, maybe prove like, Oh, I know this thing. Um, but really it's like what we have here, everything is the way it is for a reason. And so you just have to learn what that reasoning is and like the thing that i tell people like why is it this way why is it that way or they want to argue it's like you should talk to paul about it he has a reason (laughs) well (laughs) it's like he has a reason for everything like he doesn't just do anything or choose a certain path for no reason i
1: imagine that there's a lot of stuff where we have room to grow but i kind of feel like most of the growth that people are bringing us, they have like 3% of the information of what we have for the, the path that we're on. We've decided to travel this path because, and and then, but they're they have 3% of the information that we have, but they're sure that their 3% is 98% of all mm. the information that's out there. They're not aware of this other stuff. That 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 we have. So I kind of feel like a lot of people have come here and brought a lot of good information. But it's like um, I I guess the thing is is I think we work really hard to be respectful to the people that are bringing information here, and all we're asking is be respectful to the information set that's here when you arrived. Mm-hmm. And then um, some people, when they want things to be a different way, they they say, why don't you do it the, this other way mm-hmm. and um and and I kind of feel like or or why is it that way or why not do it the way that I'm saying what what's wrong with you people or whatever they kind of seem to have a little bit of like a pushiness and and I think re- being respectful to others doesn't have that pushiness factor but we do have an expression that I know that I've I say probably six times a week which is. Everybody here must be thoroughly punished for the actions of those that have come before them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you
2: guys have both heard that from me many times. I don't hear that very often from you. uh, Mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: but I think, I think there's also a lot of people, you know, while we're talking about people where it's been frustrating, because I think that sticks in our soul more, I think for every frustrating person, I think there's been three that have been silky smooth. And it's been just, yeah, both people are, both of you are nodding. You know, the pod people can't hear you nod.
3: Yes, I agree, Paul. I would say it's true.
1: <laughs> nod. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's, it's really been delightful and lovely. And, and while, um, uh, this project, all the boots that have shown up have been universally a bunch of fucking weirdos and therefore we are all a bunch of fucking weirdos. Um, man, what, there's been there's been a lot of really awesome characters and then of course um you know some that were not as awesome right, well, as we would hope for let's
2: maybe talk about what qualities uh we're looking for Ooh, um, okay would make it like are you a good fit Ooh. do you have what it takes i want to know am i a good fit yes okay, right. you are um the uh <laughs> the all right nice under the list of qualities i have here are a few just like you know distilled down to what magdalene said earlier adaptable because it's not going to be exactly like what you envision you don't know exactly what projects you're going to be working on when you get here so some things will not make your soul sing you'll probably find a few that do Mm -hmm.
3: yeah and uh being willing to try new things constantly Mm -hmm. which goes adaptability
1: I think if you're here as a sepper, you get to have influence over what projects the boot camp works on. So that way you can get the experiences you're hoping to get. And then if you're here for an event, like you bought a ticket to an event, then you definitely know what experiences you're going to get. But the boot camp is going to be <clears throat> like everything is about whatever is the highest priority on our big list of priorities at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, combined with a bunch of short-term priorities and a bunch of other this and that, so you
2: kind of don't really get to pick. Mm-hmm. It's picked for you. Yeah. So I think we'll talk about the work that's done in boot camp in a little bit Oh. Okay. to continue with the qualities. Go ahead. So, so, so sorry. There is no limit. There's no age limit to being in boot camp, but you do need – um a touch of youthfulness in order to have it work, seems like. What would you say?
3: I would say with touch of youthfulness, um, that would mean um, you should have the energy to work physically eight hours a day. I think that I would love, personally, if there was um, maybe eventually some other program outside of the boot camp here where people could exchange their work Um But right now, the program we have is very physically demanding sometimes. And um, as much as it's not about keeping up and taking breaks when you need to, there is a certain uh, physical and energetic capacity that I think is needed.
1: At the end of the day, did you earn your Fritos?
3: Right, exactly.
1: Isn't it weird how those chips taste like Fritos? Fritos. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we we get we
1: get hundreds of bags of these tortilla <sighs> chips yeah, just, and they taste like yeah, freedom. the organic chips, yeah, yeah, the organic my favorite my favorite is the crumbs at the bottom of the bag uh-huh. yeah des, des like pours those into salsa and eats it like cereal.
3: Soggy. That's the way to go. Soggy, yeah. He gets his soggy chips.
1: So I guess it's kind of like a polenta by then, isn't
3: it? Which sounds atrocious. <laughs> Yet vegan. Oh great, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, sure I wanted to say something.
1: Um. Ooh, Gray is thinking.
2: Yeah, there was believe, before the Fritos tangent. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, I said Fritos, and his mind went you know to the went sideways.
2: I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, those yeah, chips. those yeah. chips taste—they
1: yeah. like, taste like Fritos. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay, I lost it. Okay, so, it, along with adaptability, um, you know, a willingness to just listen and and do what's being asked. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, ask questions, get clarification, but even if it doesn't seem like the right way to do whatever it is just go with it and after you've shown that you are willing you know we're all happy to take suggestions it's just like you know kind of put in like throw your hat in the ring first put some skin in the game
3: Yeah, I'd also say that, you know, when you come here, we're opening this up to be your new home now, um, if you choose it to be. But also, this is the home of many other people who have been here for a while. So you're not just going to go into someone's home and be like, I'm changing everything that you guys do. And whenever you tell me that I shouldn't take my shoes off at the front door, I'm going to be upset. Like, you still want to be respectful of the fact that people live here and it's their home.
1: Yeah. I think another important thing is, along those lines... If you work 40 hours a week with somebody in the boot camp and then you eat with them three meals a day and then you tend to hang out with them over the weekend um you're you're seeing these people a lot um but I I kind of feel like and so for example the current group hangs out this much and has been doing it for months and it's cool it's smooth it works Mm -hmm. and it's like i think that says a lot about the people that are here and at the same time i think it's perfectly reasonable that others might find it challenging and like you know it turns out i can't do this much time with this group and it's like okay there
3: yeah i think it's also um Whenever I got here, I'm a very introverted person and I found myself feeling very um, extroverted, I suppose, just with how much I wanted to be around others and interact and be involved. Um, and so there does come a point where it's like you kind of have to find what your boundary is between, you know, engaging in the community and, you know, recharging with personal time. And that takes some figuring out, I think. But um, once you get that, I think, yeah, it's lovely to. Live and work along the same people.
1: Yeah. I I want to ask real quick while I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> um, I uh, I imagine that being in the boot camp is a thing. I'm not I'm, I'm I'm struggling with the words for this. Is is a thing that has a certain value to it. So then there's all of your life before the boot camp, and then there's your life during the boot camp, and. Um, <clears throat> I remember a point in my life where I lived in a typical apartment and I went to my worky job and eventually I bought a car and I would drive to my worky job instead of ride my bicycle. And it just seemed like an existence living in city smog and living city life. And there was, you know, work. And then there was trying to anesthetize after the work and stuff like that. I... I I kind of feel like part of what we've built here is something that I wish was built when I was much younger. Um, I like to pretend that this is a... not just a soul-building experience, but possibly, like, the best soul-building experience that a person who has made it this far into the boot camp has ever had. So... Um, I'm throwing that out there, and I know that the words are not clear. The words, I don't know how to say or ask the thing I'm saying or asking.
2: Yeah, so I'll put it this way for me personally. I was never one to take initiative. I didn't, like, really... Put myself out there. I started to at the end of high school get involved in extracurricular activities. In college, I expanded out and did lots of stuff. Did some gardening, did some newspaper, you know, like work, and um, even took like a kind of a PDC. But um, still, I kind of been going with the flow most of my life and i feel like this was like my first like really good move that i made like ever like the biggest like decision to to like just drive from pennsylvania to montana with a car full of stuff and then like just make it work when i got here it um yeah it's it's definitely shaping up to be like a like monumental experience in this life
1: so then, I'm going to try to put words in your mouth. Before here, you were existing, yeah. and now you're living.
2: Yes, I I, I caught glimpses of living in, <laughs> in my previous existence, but here it's much more. Um, you know, that's yeah the life the life here is very like regenerative. It feels. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I would say. You know, I had so many thoughts
1: as you were talking. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? <laughs> and then you got to convert them into wordy bits. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I would say that, you know, when you're here, you're pushing yourself. And for me, at least, and I think pretty much everyone, um, you're pushing yourself into completely new terrain. So it's you're getting to know yourself in a different way. You're being seen by others in a way you haven't before. I mean, you don't have your friendships separated from your coworkers separated from you know whoever you may live with your roommates. It's like these people fulfill every single one of those roles, so they're seeing this fuller part of you. you're seeing a fuller part of them and even navigating that and learning and I think that it is a very um, enriching experience. Yeah.
1: Let me let me try another way of saying wordy bits for this very squishy slippery fish topic. Is is it fair to say that who you are now is 10 times more than who you were before?
2: Okay. I I've gone through a few phases in my life where it was like an awakening to something that was always like like in me as potential but now I'm like okay I'm realizing like this feeling it actually means like you know for instance when I kind of woke up to the problems in the world had a week of like despair of like you know oh this is why everything's so messed up then found permaculture and was like you know um it was like a ray of hope. Like people are doing something about it. So that was one and that was like six or seven years ago when I started to tune into you. Um and I wish I could've come out to boot camp right then and there. But um you know, it's 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 great that I'm here now and I would say I am yes, I I the number might be a little bit different but yeah there's like a, a mul- <laughs> it's um yeah I feel like it's a definitely a multiple of you know what I was capable before I am I feel like I could do now like I could not build a rocket mass heater to save my life before but I feel like in a pinch I could probably do it now
3: um I would say I don't like that I'm The the question of are you ten times more, I would say that rather I feel like there are things unfolding in me or that I'm realizing potentials that I did not before.
1: Yes, It's like you've had these Spider-Man superpowers all of your life. And only now do you realize
3: that they're there. I think so. sure. Yeah, I think that's what I would, yeah. <laughs> that was the exact words she was looking for.
2: We we could have a discussion <laughs> on, on the Jungian analysis of uh, what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Are you a fan of Pi? Where there is pie at com. This pie grants the user of secret access. You also get free things like videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up, two posts, and more. To get pie, go to permies.com forward slash pie to get the inside scoop of what pie can do for you. Again, that is permies.com forward
1: slash pie.
2: Hey, what's next on your list there, Gray? Okay, so, yeah, the, um, I have what Mag said, no work life separation with the people. Um, we're geared towards youthful people. Um, the uh, yeah, the learning environment. No, we've
1: had some people here yeah. that are like 40s, 50s, and and they seem very happy, and they did very well. Mm-hmm. We have some people that are 40s and 50s, and they have a worky job, and they can only come out for a week or two, yeah. and they are great for a week or two.
2: Yeah, the working vacation idea. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and and so I haven't quite found the right way to uh, put it, but it, it does have to do with like um, energy levels and and capacity. You know, for a week, I think most people could could do this work, but do you have the staying power? Do you have the stamina? Um, that you know. And it certainly, like I said, isn't, you know, a a limitation of age. It's just about, um, I guess, sort of spryness.
3: Yeah, definitely spryness. Just physical capacity. You know, some people are able to have whatever physical limitation and still do great, but others, it's unfortunately just not a good fit because it's too demanding on their particular body.
1: Really? I I was kind of thinking, like, pretty much anybody in any physical condition could come and do this. I and th- it would be like in the first week, they, they might get half as much done. And in the second week, they might fall 30% shy. But by the fourth or fifth week, they'd probably be keeping up with the rest of the boots.
3: I think we have two suppers here right now that found that the boot camp was too physically demanding for them. Okay. And that's why they became suppers. All right.
1: And yeah, they're going to be yeah you know, probably north of fifty.
2: Um, the uh, I think the great thing about uh, coming out here is that your uniqueness will be embraced. You don't get put into a box. Like we're not here so that you know we can all fit this mold. We know you're a fucking weirdo before you arrive. <laughs> exactly, and we love you for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say that I felt extremely accepted but the first moments I got here, and I did feel, like, very refreshed by how much I was able to be myself when that's not been my experience in my life is that freedom to be myself.
1: Yeah, there is kind of this weird... Thing that happens in a lot of the world where it's like everybody needs to kind of be the same, and uh, and yeah, you, you get to let your freak flag fly. Although I haven't, I've seen some freak flags in my day, huh. but I but I don't think I've seen anything too terribly freaky Mine here.
2: Might still folded up in my luggage. I haven't got it. Out <laughs> oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but at the same time, be aware this is not an escape from reality. Yeah. I mean, it is like. An alternative to what people say the real world is sure but i think we're kind of doing something a little more real we're getting more into like our systems that we depend on of you know water food and and air um the buildings that we make are you know a lot more like you know material sourced from what we can find on the land um it's not an escape it's not necessarily a retreat where you get to just kind of do your own thing and it's definitely not a rehab
3: it's not like a happily ever after i think maybe some people imagine like oh i'm finally gonna like you know learn the skills for my homestead that i'm gonna have or have a homestead here and life's just gonna be so dreamy and i'm gonna be like snow white in the forest
1: yeah i thought that's not what you're doing right now.
3: Maybe yeah. there's a little bit of that, oh, but okay, okay. Well,
1: <laughs> I want to just jump in real quick because you're talking about young folk yeah. coming and being part of the boot camp yeah. for a bunch of different reasons, and I gotta say that the reason why I bought this property and and do all of this and sunk my everything into this is because I want to grow the future leadership of permaculture. And I, I know that I can't just go out and get the current experts and bring them all here and have them do stuff right next to each other because they got their own things in other places. And so what I wanted, so I kind of got the idea like, okay, I'm going to have to play the long game here. I'm going to bring people in, give them a bunch of permaculture experience and get several of them to stay like, relatively permanently, people are going to be here like 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and then they're going to become, hopefully, the future leadership of permaculture. Because within this environment that we've put together, people are going to be able to um grow, I hope, faster than if they're trying to work independently in an area where permaculture is strongly discouraged. Yeah. And so if if you've got... Twenty different people, all with a plot, and they're all working on their plot next to uh, uh, other people that are doing similar things. Um, <clears throat> I think that you know this is the recipe to grow the future leadership of permaculture. So I'm I'm kind of putting my everything in to to get there. And so yeah, if if somebody is you know towards the end of their life and and they are tired. And, you know, not, and struggling with the boot camp. Well, they're probably not going to be our best grow to be the future uh, leadership of permaculture. They've, you know, so sort I'm of looking for people that are going to be younger and that, you know, they're going to build five, ten years of experience here and then be strong leaders in permaculture fields. And so that's
2: that's what i'm doing so if your dream of you know having having a homestead is this you know what you've outlined and described given the name Gertitude, then yeah i think it 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 will be possible for you to achieve that here like des said with a long-term vision you know you know yeah.
3: and that takes i think some grit yeah
2: true true all right, what's next on your list, Greg? Okay, forward velocity that you mentioned earlier. We have a certain course that we're on here, and I think anyone who's coming has at least a little bit of, like, the same, like, there's overlap with what they want to do and what we are trying to do, which, you know, is in kind of this, you know, you could imagine, like, a Venn diagram of, like, work that Paul once done and then work that the... um all the people in boot camp each bring like what they want to do and feeds their soul there's there's a significant amount of overlap there's you know the more the better
3: and what paul once done um, is also for the boot camp and to give back to the boot camp. So it's not just like, Paul wants this done, we got to do it. It's like we're doing this all for each other regardless.
1: I want a Caribbean vacation. Make it happen. I'll wait here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I I think that even more than that, the this, this stuff that, you know, is on the abyss, the stuff that's the priority list that is the primary focus, for the boot camp. Um That was basically made by me and the boots. Mm-hmm. And, and then we would have meetings and we would determine the priorities and move things up and down based upon collective meeting stuff. Now, granted, I'm probably... In, in the end, if there's any debate over which one should be higher, I make the final call. But I think everything on that list is about this massive, huge project. Now, at the same time, whereas most homesteaders go to their worky job for 40 hours a week and they spend 5 hours a week commuting um and that leaves them uh with roughly uh, what uh 60 hours a week of being awake that they would then spend uh you know doing their homesteady kind of things and cooking
2: cleaning you know all the oh, sure. nest labor yes. sure sure
1: the, the thing is is that the boots all of their time is doing the things that those other people are doing in the evenings and weekends.
2: Yes. So there's this division that we have uh, laid out between different kinds of labor. There's boot labor, there's nest labor, there's soul labor, and you get to do all those here. Yeah. yeah. And then people get to
1: have their own plot to go and do their own thing. Yeah. Whatever is their own priority. Like, what are the things that feed their souls? You know, or they can just, you know, take their spare time and watch the clouds pass. Mm-hmm. You're you're okay. All right. I I the the key is is that we're trying to provide it all. And so some people spend their extra hours working on pep BBs. Some people have their own personal projects that they just want to like. I want to. I think aren't you spending your time working on a rocket mass heater?
2: Yes, yes. In the Bartels bunkhouse structure in Ant Village, I just finished with the structural cob of that uh, bench. The mass for the rocket mass heater Mm -hmm. and um i have already like looked ahead to the next step of getting a nice finish on it what do i want it to look like to make it beautiful now that it's functional Mm -hmm. it already is quite beautiful but yeah Right. So everybody's – and I I know that there have been a lot of people that have done a
1: lot of ferments. I've seen lots and lots of fermenting projects going on. And some people just really love to cook. And there's been, like, some very elaborate, beautiful meals prepared. Um, I don't know. There's there's lots and lots and lots of things do above and beyond the boot time. But it's it's kind of like uh, – uh, I, I suppose that people have a worky job. This would seem like quite the coast – because um, now you get to spend more time doing the things that you did on the evenings and weekends and you can do it during the middle of the day have more time to relax in the evenings
3: yeah and I think you know with the division of labor like being boot labor versus nest labor I think you know some people like why are you telling me I have to work another four to eight hours a week and it's called nest labor but really it's like we're putting a name to something that you would be doing already
1: I think a a good thing to point out with nest labor is that we had to create that because we were getting, I mean, a poison on any community is resentments. And so then we were having like, like, uh, some people who were doing like 90% of the, the cleaning, um, and, and maintaining the nest. Um, and then there were other people where it's like, Oh, it's, it's five o'clock. I'm putting my feet up and I will not do another anything until I have to. And so there were, so there were some people that were not helping out with the cleaning at all. So we came up with the whole nest labor system so that way there'd be less resentments because the people of course that were doing the cleaning felt resentful. That the people that weren't doing the cleaning weren't cleaning, and the people that weren't cleaning felt resentful that these other people are making them look bad, and it's like so there was it was just a big resentment engine, and that's poisoned on community. So, I think the the nest labor system has evolved a lot over the years and is a pretty robust system now, and um, I think it does a remarkable job of I'm going to say almost eliminating resentments in that space.
3: Yeah, I think the system for Nestle works really well and I think it's something that doesn't feel like I'm working so much more outside of boot camp. It's really minimal what's asked of asked of you to just chip in and give your fair share of maintaining a home together. Um and I mean there's projects you do like here and there, like once every few weeks, but it's like you know, if you had a home you would be doing that stuff anyways.
1: So we say that nest labor is four to eight hours per week. How many hours do you think the average boot does per week?
3: Per week? I would say four hours. I would say four hours max, I think. I was
2: going to say three to four. Yeah. 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 It's been it's been it's been on the lower end of that four to eight hour suggestion, <laughs> yeah and so i i I do think it would probably be good
1: if we bumped that up a little bit, and we've talked about that a little, yeah, we're coming up with ways to to move in that direction while not adding more resentments mm-hmm. but um i I don't know, I think it's pretty light, i think it's I think it's not bad, yeah. and I think that the way that it's done makes it easy for people because I know we we've had some people. Where we've, we've, like, we had some people that were struggling, and so we optimized the system so that they wouldn't struggle. And I think we're getting good at that.
3: Yeah, I think four hours max is amazing for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I see. I found the subtext there of what you just said. Alright, great. You got more on your list? I have maybe two more. Okay. Um, I think we should touch on the, uh, phenomena of burnout. How does it happen? How to mitigate it? And what are these spoons we keep talking about? How do um, you allocate them? I, I wonder if I've ever talked about spoon theory in a podcast. Now's a great time. Oh, well. I, I think that's worthy of its own podcast all on its own. Okay, we'll leave out the spoons theory. Okay. All right, but um, in in short, everyone has a certain amount of energy in the day, you know, that they get each day, each week, each month, and seems like there are different ways that people can get burned out there's you know there's work that you can do that's entirely mental and you get a mental burnout but Mm -hmm. you still have tons of energy to do like just physical labor and it actually gives you more energy so like i don't know how like what might um what might you suggest to someone who's here and like um maybe it's their it's their third week, and they've kind of like gotten to the groove of things, but they can feel there might be some ricketiness. Yeah,
1: I I think number one burnout, number one kind of burnout, is a little weird, <clears throat> and yes. it goes and it goes like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either of you have really seen this. Well, Magdalene might have seen a little bit of it, but when she first got here, but when we had like fifteen people in the boot camp, um, what would happen is that. People would do the 40 hours of the boot camp, and then at the end of the day, they would get together, and they would cook for each other, they would play board games, and they would have a wonderful time with all these wonderful people, and they would end up enjoying it so much that they might stay up a little past their bedtime every night. Like a lot, maybe, past their bedtime every, every every night. And getting up in the morning gets a little harder every morning. And, and so I think that, that this was leading, this, this was, in fact, for, of all the burnout I've ever seen here, that's the number one burnout. Too much fun, too, too many fun. parties. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too good. The boot camp is too good. Yeah. And so people suffer from
2: joy. <laughs> I've I've been enjoying the low key nature of our little boot camp group. Not that I wouldn't love to have more people. I think Des Des
1: was really wise when we had all that going on, Des would just extract yeah. himself really away think. from the entire festivities and and go and, and be by himself. Um because it, is, it it'll just it'll drain you. Yeah.
3: I definitely agree with that. I think that's something that I had to figure out for me it was like you know my personal limits with socializing and maintaining my personal time and bouncing work i think another thing that leads to burnout is like you know remembering that everything you do outside of the boot day is your choice and so if you know what your boundaries are you should probably stick to them or honor them um I think that people really want to feel like they're making a valuable contribution, which is great, and you get the chance to do that here. But I think you also have to listen to yourself and take on what you can reasonably manage, because if not, then you will start to resent the people that you've made promises to, and then you're not enjoying the work as much, and yeah, it just kind of devolves from there. So I think it's a lot about honoring your boundaries. We do have quiet time.
1: Uh, which is 9.30 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I think it is wise for people to, to basically, on a school night, <laughs> to, to basically come to the conclusion of like, it's 9.30, I think, I think I need to bow out. And, and, um, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to kind of help maintain your sanity. But of course, what happens is people are having a lovely time and they're laughing and everything is joyous. There's, um, possibly romance in the air. <laughs> and next thing you know, Holy shit! It's two o'clock in the morning, and we have to do the boot camp at eight a.m. and I and I got I want to eat breakfast too before doing that. So, oh no, uh, what have I done to myself? And so, anyway, I think I think now is that the burnout that you speak of? Are yeah, there,
2: I mean we've we've covered the uh, the social burnout like cause, and I'd I'd say there's the other physical side of it. The um, you know like I think the cutting your teeth and getting like bumping up against your limits physically mm-hmm. is part of the part of the um, beauty of being in boot camp um, you get to see like okay how much like lifting rocks can I actually do right now and then maybe a few months later you realize I can lift twice as many rocks and not get tired um, or you know whatever it is chopping wood and so finding finding out what your limits are that's part of it. And like you said, outside of the 40 hours a week, like it is your choice how to spend that time, use it wisely and, um, you know, just be, um, be conscious of your, your limits. And, but, um, certainly feel free to explore like what, um, what you could do with that time and, um, don't feel like you're, Boxed into just doing something, you know, the same way just because it's become a habit. This podcast is continued
0: in part three. Hi, this is Mark. Sometimes talking to a friend or family member about permaculture can be met with a blank stare if it's all new to them. A great way to explain some of it can be over a card game using permaculture playing cards, which each have interesting facts with quality illustrations and descriptions. A wide range of people, places, and things, all related to permaculture, can be found on the permaculture playing cards at richsoil.com forward slash cards.